0: Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, soulful conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have been generating for you since 2006. We are celebrating our 15th year in our Pleasure Mechanics uniforms, and you can find all that we have to offer at pleasuremechanics.com. If you are new to the show and have not yet done so, please come over to pleasuremechanics.com free and enroll in our free online course so we can help you build a foundation for more pleasure in your life. If you have been with us for a while, go to pleasuremechanics.com/slash love and find ways to go deeper with us yet. All right, on today's episode, we are going to be exploring one of these human abilities we all have, we all walk around with, and yet sometimes we forget about this superpower. And we'd like to invite us back into an active exploration of the incredible erotic superpower of psychogenic arousal.
1: What a fabulous and fancy sounding term.
0: Even the words turn me (laughs) on a little bit. So what does it mean? Psychogenic. Psycho as in your mind, genic as in of origin. So originating in your mind, your mind as the source of the stimulation that brings you arousal. And traditionally in the sex research, this term is used mostly around erectile research, because of course, that's where most of the sex research has been for 50 years. And they contrast psychogenic with somatogenic or physiogenic, meaning stimulation of the body, of the senses, usually understood as like an external stimulus, the outside in approach, which unfortunately is how a lot of us think about stimulation and arousal. Something happens to us that feels good and we get aroused. When the truth of all of this is actually much more complicated and much more freeing, because most of our arousal is psychogenic arousal. And so in this episode, we want to explore psychogenic arousal as a concept, as a human ability that we can expand upon, but also kind of complicate this notion and bring us back home to the idea that all of our arousal and turn on is really filtered through our own perceptions and our own mind. So maybe this is the biggest arena we can play in to shift and expand our erotic experience of the world. And it has so little to do with Prince Charming waiting on horseback. Although. Whew. <laughs> It's such a
1: big idea, this idea that we can really be in charge of cultivating and creating so much more turn on and arousal ourselves in the privacy of our own mind. What can we do with that? How can we explore that? How can we play with that? It's interesting when we think about how often we explore the sensations and emotions of worry, of fear, of anxiety in our own minds. I think many of us are extremely familiar with that experience, where we have a thought and then we have a whole set of emotions and it takes
0: us somewhere. Well, there's a reason for that. And we also need to have compassion. And, you know, when we call ourselves pleasure mechanics, for 15 plus years now, our fascination has been... What are we humans made of? What are we designed to do when it comes to pleasure, love, and sex? And how do we kind of come home more to our bodies and what our bodies tell us that we have the potential for? And so I do want to have compassion for our human brains that are problem solvers. We ruminate on problems in our lives because we are incredible problem solvers and that is an incredible part of being human, right? The ability to churn something over and find the contours of it in imagination alone so we can solve problems this is a human superpower that has brought us so much of culture and civilization, right? So we can honor that. And then right adjacent to that is this ability to imagine the good to ruminate, perhaps we need a new word for this, to luxuriate in the good in what turns us on in our past memories of pleasure, in pleasure potentials, which sometimes we call fantasies, we can turn these things over in our minds, and what happens then, when we're not ruminating on problems, but luxuriating on pleasures? Mm, I love that, I love that.
1: Because you can imagine if we do that, we can create emotions and experiences in our own body. Let's
0: not imagine it, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it, let's make this an experiential episode. So right now, as we guide you through this, Think about one of your favorite foods, a food you love that you would almost never say no to one of your most favorite delicious foods. And don't only think about it, but remember what it tastes like. What does it feel like in your mouth? What does it feel like in your hands? Do you eat it with your hands or with a fork or with a spoon or with a straw? What does the first bite or sip of that food feel like and taste like? What do you notice in your body? Is your mouth watering? Is your stomach grumbling, perhaps? Did we evoke a physical response to a thought alone? So we do not need to imagine this. We start experimenting and playing with it right away and i now deputize you to any time you want start thinking about pleasures past pleasures current pleasures that you savor and enjoy right now in your life or hopeful pleasures for the future, fantasy pleasures, start really rolling around in them in your mind and notice what happens in your body. And we're going to be talking a lot more about this physical evocation, how we can pay attention to it and notice what turns us on. We're going to be unrolling a whole guided experiential journey in this. But we wanted to welcome you into this world of psychogenic arousal. Because as we said, we're all very familiar with getting into anxious or sad or upset states because of a thought alone many of us are professionals at this but we're not invited often into thinking of the good and ruminating luxuriating over the positives in life and what benefit might this have this isn't just an experience in you know hedonism there is so much to be gained from this experience. And just the reminder that you can turn yourself on with your thoughts alone, and that the space of your thoughts and imagination is truly boundless. It kind of gives us a key to this very open realm, this very spacious realm of what might stimulate pleasure, arousal and joy in your body right now. It's a question worth asking, we think. And as we said, often psychogenic versus somatogenic has been held up as this binary, as this dual, there is the mind and the body and the source of stimulation can be tagged as one or the other. And this leads to research that asks the questions of like, is the erectile dysfunction somatogenic or psychogenic in origin? And what that's really asking is the erection blocked by shame or by the cardiovascular system. And these are questions worth asking. But of course, we know that this is not a binary. There is no psychogenic versus somatogenic. It is one experience that we can kind of pull apart and understand. But we know that the mind is constantly perceiving the world and experiencing sensations through its own context, right? And we all perceive sensations differently with our minds. And so how we experience the world and physical sensations coming at us, even color, right? Something that can seem so shared and universal as color is really perceived and experienced in this very unique personal way through the filter of our very individual brains, within the context of our shared social culture, right? And so we can layer these things, we have our culture, we have our individuality and our brains and the unique perceptions thereof. And when our brains recall something to create this physical, when I asked you to remember your favorite food, you're remembering a physical experience that your body experienced from the outside in. Right, And when we look at very popular sources of arousal, say visual stimulation, is that psychogenic or is that somatogenic? You're taking information in through these incredible eyes and the visual cortex of our brain and it is immediately processing it into arousal. What an incredible system that unites our sensory perceptions and our brain's ability to process information and make meaning out of it and interpret that stimulation as pleasurable and arousal. What an incredible system we have. It makes so much sense to use it more,
1: to really cultivate it, to play with it, to expand it. It's a capacity
0: that we have that we can grow just to see what we can experience more of. And many of us overuse certain senses versus others. And so visual stimulation is something we're all very saturated in this world. But audio stimulation, as you know, dear podcast listeners, as I'm speaking into your ear holes right now, Audio stimulation is deeply personal, really intimate, and also very, um, this private realm of stimulation that we can really start playing with, which is why I started exploring our new sponsors offering. And I loved it so much, I reached out to them so we could offer it directly to you. So we want to start talking to you about Dipsy Stories. Dipsy Stories offers a library of immersive stories
1: and soundscapes to stimulate your mind and turn you on. The stories range from sweet and romantic to thrilling erotic tales, and you can easily choose from their library to find a comforting pleasure
0: or try something new. They release new content every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. We
1: love Dipsy so much, we reached out to partner with them so we could share this resource with you directly. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com pleasure. Try it out, let us know what the experience is like for you, and share your favorite stories with us. For 30 days free in this immersive experience, visit dipsystories.com pleasure. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories slash pleasure.
0: Dipsy slash pleasure. Thank you so much to Dipsy for sponsoring the show and helping make the work we do in this world possible. And we really hope you check out this resource, folks. With 30 Days to Explore It, it really gives you time to see if this is a tool for your own psychogenic arousal. Charlotte and I have been exploring it, and we'll talk to you more about how we use it in future episodes. So I want to continue to complicate this idea of psychogenic arousal and kind of roll it back to Oprah and Gratitude.
1: Culturally, I think we have been seeing this trend of people really exploring psychogenic gratitude with incredible results. We hear so many stories about people generating gratitude on purpose in order to change their state, in order to change their lives. There's a lot of big fans of this practice.
0: And it's all about generating a state on purpose. So we can wait to feel gratitude out in life when something really amazing happens and we can feel that rush of gratitude or when a crisis happens and we are reminded of how much we love someone and we feel our whole heart swell with the meaning of this person in our lives. But why wait? And Oprah was a really incredible pioneer of this when she invited everyone to start making gratitude journals and gratitude vision boards and really on purpose stepping into the state of gratitude. There is something holy about this. It is a form of prayer, of course. And many cultures, gratitude is the first prayer, Mm. right? Thank you for this existence, Many of us, and we have listeners of all different faiths in this community, many of us lost touch with that practice because we were not part of a faith community or we were pushed out of our faith communities for being different. And so, how do we cultivate these kinds of practices on purpose in ways that make sense to our lives? And with a gratitude journal or a vision board, or even just a practice of when I'm sitting at a red light, I do something. So, I used to do this with Kegels, with like, you know, pelvic floor exercises, that every time I was at a red light or I saw a red light, I would flutter my pelvic floor but now when I'm sitting at a red light, I generate gratitude. It's a pause to stop and remember all of the things we are grateful for. And as Oprah showed us, when we do this on purpose, it counts. That feeling that love state of being grateful for our existence ourselves or for a relationship in our lives or for an opportunity or for a resource that has been presented to us and really being like, wow, this is an incredible thing that I should appreciate right now. It installs a different feeling state in our body that kind of lifts the bar around us. And our proposal is that we can do this too with pleasure, with joy, with connection. We don't have to wait for the conditions to be just right, to be swept away in a romantic arc of pleasure, joy, and romantic connection. Those moments are nice, and we can actually generate those on purpose too. But any moment, you can actually just use your brain to remember that which brings you pleasure, that which brings you joy, the connections in your life. And then maybe choose to take action from that state, right? When you're remembering so fully why you love someone. So when I say psychogenic connection, I've started like randomly thinking about people in my life and thinking about the best times I had with them. So that college friend that I got to spend some time in Amsterdam with and I used to carry her around on the back of my bike because she had a bum knee and couldn't ride, but that turned into all these adventures. And I was remembering that sense of like, glee cruising through the city with her. And I reached out and see how she was doing now with her four kids. Right? And that created a new thread of connection between us. So where can you psychogenically generate pleasure, joy and connection? And yes, perhaps even arousal? Hmm. <laughs>
1: This is so valuable to cultivate experiences that you might be longing for, that you might be missing, that you might be craving. And so remembering times where you have experienced that or creating a fantasy, an idea of what it could be like to experience those feelings again can be a really fascinating and important way of getting some of our needs met on our own in the privacy of our own brain. Mm hmm. But what prevents us from doing this all the time? Because if we all have this superpower as humans, why don't we do it enough? I feel like as we're talking about this, I'm like, I wanna be in this state all the time, I really could. We have so much judgment and shame that we have just about what happens in our own mind. And it's almost scary to realize how much we limit ourselves when no one else can hear, see, be affected by it in a way. Like, what would happen if we just gave ourselves a bit more permission to explore the landscape within our mind?
0: So you're talking about the moments of shutdown when we start fantasizing, when we start thinking about a pleasure, when we start remembering past joys, and there is some voice in our brain that shuts it down.
1: Or that we just don't even give ourselves permission to start.
0: Right. So as you listen to that, kind of give yourself some space to think about Do these things spark for you and you shut them down? How and why do you do that? Versus do we sow the seeds in the first place and let them germinate? Do we have any fertile soil in our days where we can be thinking and luxuriating in good thoughts?
1: And letting those expand and grow bigger and grow wilder and just explore what could possibly be there.
0: I'm wanting to be a little bit more specific about this because we went from kind of gratitude journals to fantasizing and everywhere in between. And so this is everything from thinking about past erotic experiences that brought you pleasure And we have a peak erotic experiences episode that we'll link to in the show notes page. And this was an exercise from the late great sex therapist, Jack Moran, who invited us instead of to ruminate on all the things that aren't working for us in our sex life and all of our problems and our struggles. What if we really focus and center the things that have worked for us in the past? Look for our core erotic themes, he called it, and start orienting our thoughts and our identities around what does work instead of what is wrong or what is perceived to be broken. And then from there, so you can think about peak erotic experiences, past erotic experiences. I really love time traveling. This is one of my practices. So I am a psychogenic cosmonaut, I would say. I spend a lot of time traveling in my own head because I love this ability to create worlds and explore ideas and fantasies in our heads alone. Um, and indeed, it was a survival skill when I was a kid being abused. And now it is just a realm of pure joy and fascination. But for me, when I say time travel, I like to go back to different points of my life, to moments that were glorious, to some of the best days of my life and re-savor them and explore what made me feel joyful and connected on that day. What were the conditions and qualities of that? What helped me feel free in my body that I was able to experience all of that pleasure that day. And there are clues there about the conditions we need to create for future joys. And so when I say time traveling, there's a bit of a folding here of going into our past, so we can create a future. And just recently, I've been kind of really working this and weaving this To explore the kind of time before being a parent and now the time being a parent of a growing child who doesn't need us as much. What will that look like informed by our past but rooted in the present? Okay, we're a little off track here, but time traveling is an option for this. Gratitudes. um, Fantasy exploration is a huge realm of this that we will be exploring in more future episodes. But for now, just start giving yourself the time and space to think about first your known pleasures. What has brought you pleasure and joy in the past? Who are the humans you're connected to and why? And then start fermenting this idea that you can build on that. What do you want to experience in your thoughts alone? Um, How do you use porn to create this visual funnel of stimulation that you then make meaning out of? And what is the meaning you're making? What are the stories you want to listen to on a service like Dipsy? Or what books are you reading? What shows are you watching? Because this is all kind of the fodder that's giving our brains like the stimulation that we're taking in to create the feeling states in our bodies. And so if you love watching really scary movies, you can start exploring what are the thrills I want to experience? I obviously am craving the feeling state of being thrilled. And this was something Charlotte pointed out because she doesn't really like scary movies. She's like, why would you want to watch that? Why? I'm like, because I like being excited and a little scared. (laughs) And knowing that about myself, I can start designing experiences in life that let me feel a little excited and scared at the same time. And we can all kind of create our own realities a little bit more on purpose. So I hope this has been useful to you all as we explore psychogenic arousal. And I
1: just want to name why do we want to try and create more arousal on our own in our own bodies? It's sort of a... a a question. Mm. And I would argue that the answer is around creating a little more life force, a little more turn on a little more excitement, a little more interest, Mm -hmm. and fire and energy in our bodies, in our being, because we're connecting to our desires, our wants, our curiosities. And that really wakes us up a little bit more. And that energy can be taken into anything we do. So it's really just about exploring and playing with that force and that energy, and this is a way of doing it. Mm -hmm. As we've explored this idea, can we challenge and invite all of us to try and experiment with exploring this just a little bit more? What would it look like to take a quiet moment while we're driving or commuting or cooking and choose something to pay attention to in our minds on purpose? Is there a feeling you are longing for that you want to explore and feel? Is there um, a place you want to go? Can we experiment with playing with this capacity a little bit more?
0: And in future episodes, we will talk more about this capacity and how to expand it And in the show notes, we're going to link up to a few episodes, one of which is called Feeling Myself on erotic interoception. And interoception is the skill of feeling your own body from the inside out. And so as we invite you to provoke these feeling states, we also need to develop the ability to feel what we are feeling. When I ask you to really focus on your favorite food, Whether or not your mouth starts watering is one thing. Whether or not you notice your mouth watering is a whole other capacity. And really hear that because sexually, getting turned on is one thing. Noticing that you're turned on is a different thing. So these are hand-in-hand skills that we can develop together, we can play with in parallel provoking physical states and then noticing them on purpose and then there's a skill of savoring once Mm. you
1: notice that you're feeling good how do you stay with that how do you install that feeling how do you like deeply soak it in and experience it so your body gets more used to feeling that way and knowing that it feels that way Mm
0: -hmm. We have another great podcast on that, pleasuremechanics.com slash saver. And we will link this all up in the show notes. We are coming up on 400 episodes of this podcast. As we said, we have been in our uniforms for 15 years now, developing online resources for you to explore pleasure, joy, and connection. So there is so many ways to enter this and to explore it and experience it for yourself on your own terms, from the privacy of your own home. All of our online courses offer you lifetime access with also a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can just explore with us and see which of our resources are right for you right now. Our whole goal is just to invite you into exploring your body in new ways, being in connection with one another in new ways, and seeing what opens up for you and what more pleasure, joy, and connection you can generate in your life. So you'll find everything we have to offer at pleasuremechanics.com. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers.